0: what is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel i hope you're all having an amazing day now today i've got for you the sixth and final part in this saga what i'm calling the worst entitled family ever it's been a long road but as it stands at the time of recording these are the last updates the last post that we have from op about their truly horrible entitled family if you don't know what i'm talking about and you haven't seen any of this story so far please do go ahead click on the links down below to watch any of part one through to five whatever part you're up to they're all linked down there but yeah for now let's crack on and get in to the last few posts from op all right then so let's get into what op is calling part three of this updates part three this is what i know of the divorce from my brother dan dan's lawyer pulled some strings to get the divorce started as fast as possible but it cost him i don't know the specific details or how much it will cost they never told me my sister-in-law on the other hand was financially backed into a corner very badly and you know what can happen when you corner an animal she fought back but the law was not on her side nor were her dwindling finances her parents had to pay for a lawyer for her and not a very good one either also she actually brought her affair partner to the divorce court to testify on her behalf this guy was a real piece of work he had a bronze tongue and a charming smile that he tried to use to his advantage he claimed my sister-in-law had been wronged by an incompetent husband which is why she sought the arms of another man he claimed he was ready to take responsibility for his child that he'd fathered with my sister-in-law but that she would still be needing the alimony for helping to support herself and care for said child. He remarked that because Dan at the time was still on the birth certificate, alimony should be one of his obligations. Dan said this guy used big words and a charming smile but seemed an extra special kind of stupid and coming from Dan that's saying something. The judge was also not swayed in the slightest and told the bronze-tongued lout that he was a hypocrite for saying he was ready to take responsibility for his own child while also handing his hand out for money from the man whose marriage he'd helped ruin. That shut him up. Dan was prepared to sue his wife's affair partner for alienation of affection too. However, that fell through. I guess it would have been on Dan to prove how much she'd loved him before the affair started, But after her mask came off and we saw the real her, we're not sure if she ever really loved him at all or if she just loved having a meal ticket. Someone here pointed out that she probably kept popping out kids to avoid getting a job. And you may have been right. Either way, she tried dragging out the divorce. But Dan's lawyer and the judge kept that from happening much. I swear, Dan must have seriously lucked out because he got one of the meanest and most unsympathetic to cheater judges In the States and all the evidence we had on my sister-in-law made it easy to keep her from playing the victim So instead she just let her real female dog self out since there was no point in hiding it anymore The court had all of the records provided by dan and myself police reports photos and recordings to prove that she was an abusive narcissist There was a mountain against her that she had no way to climb over or hike around She tried standing against the mountain but that was prime avalanche territory. In the end of the divorce, my sister-in-law struck a deal to end things quickly. Dan takes three quarters of the credit card debt, gets his name off the affair baby's birth certificate, and she walked away with only partial custody of her children, no alimony, but also without most of the credit debt she racked up. Her being legally employed by her parents meant she had an income of her own to fall back on to start paying off her debts. She can see her other kids almost whenever she wants and can take them on weekends. But for whatever reason, she's made very few attempts to even see them. She took them out to eat fast food a few times, but never took them home with her. The kids are back in school now. That gives her even less opportunities to see them. You'd think that her parents would want to see their grandchildren, but they haven't contacted Dan about her. They barely saw Dan's children before that too. Now they may not even bother to see them at all. Do they hate kids or something? Even Dan doesn't know. But he tells me that his in-laws were always indifferent to him. As for Dan, well, he really did love his wife a lot. So the betrayal of her cheating made him hit the bottle hard. Rewind back to the night of his confrontation with his wife. He came to me in a stupor with a whiskey bottle in hand and his face all scratched up covered in bandages. I wouldn't say he was drunk yet, but I freaked out seeing him looking like that at first, then berated him for driving under the influence, but that didn't really mean much to him compared to the betrayal of his cheating harlot of a soon-to-be ex-wife. We spent a few hours hanging out in my camper so as not to disturb my tenants. All the while, Dan was drinking whiskey straight from the bottle and crying that he's a fool and how he regretted ever marrying my sister-in-law. Pretty much any time he mentions her name now he just refers to her as that female dog so that's her nickname now ironically this time together was the most bonding dan and i have done in 15 years while he didn't exactly apologize to me he did call himself a trashy human being with terrible taste in women then said that i at least didn't make his mistakes despite all he previously did to me he's still my younger brother and i couldn't risk letting him try to drive home So, I told him to stay the night and managed to take his keys, then set up the bunk in my camper for him to use. I rented out my spare rooms after all. He was in no shape to drive home, and if he'd taken an Uber, he'd have to pay for it and then have to come back for his car later. He was still a depressed, crying mess and didn't want our parents or his kids to see him like that. And frankly, I was worried he'd do something insanely stupid if I let him leave. I didn't want him to sleep in the house, so putting him in the camper was the best option. Just because that female dog screwed him over doesn't mean that I suddenly trusted him. It's just better for him to sleep it off in the camper. We both spent time in the camper playing games and watching movies on my portable DVD player. Poker was no fun with just two people and Old Maid was just boring. Thankfully, I had an Uno Deck 2 and an old school Battleship game. He really liked those. It was enough to keep him distracted until he was finally willing to lay down after running out of whiskey. He threw up a lot of it in the bucket anyway, but he wasn't opposed to sleeping in my camper In fact, he found the idea kind of cool Dan had a lot of questions for me as to how i'd lived in the camper for as long as I did And I answered them all if not just to keep him busy But I needed to go to bed myself since I had to be up early So I left him with my portable dvd player and a couple of movies That way he could amuse himself alone for a while if he even managed to stay awake Before leaving for work in the morning, I popped in while Dan was passed out in the bunk and left a bottle of ibuprofen and an energy drink on the counter of the camper's kitchenette, along with his car keys and a letter explaining to leave through the backyard gates. He saw himself out without trouble at around half 1 p.m. About a month after my ex-sister-in-law, aka that female dog, was kicked out, Dan came to me asking to borrow my camper. I guess he found it more comfortable than I thought when he'd slept in it and he fully admitted he didn't ask sooner out of pride but with his soon-to-be ex-wife out of the house he decided to give up his room for his eldest kid he's got two girls and a boy with the boy being the eldest and now eight years old the kids were all forced to share a room until that point they just had curtains up for the boys half of the room but the boy often slept on the couch to avoid his sisters i know the poor kid was really desperate for his own room So I guess dan decided to finally make a better decision as a dad And came to see me in order to beg to borrow my camper so his son could have his room If he could have afforded it He'd have bought his own camper instead of relying on me and he even said as much I hadn't even gotten the chance to use the camper for actual camping yet But I caved and I let him use it since it was actually for a good cause And he promised to buy his own in time anyway. No, I didn't ask for rent money for the camper Dan is in enough of a financial hole as it is right now His ex-wife and the divorce drained him and i've learned that I get far better results with family lately by not being spiteful I loaded my camper up and put it down in my parents backyard And my father put in a 30 amp breaker so that it will have enough power for dan to run heat and ac when he needs it I do miss the camper after all of that time living in it. It kind of felt like it was a part of me but the only reason i loaned it out was for the sake of dan's kids pretty much the only reason i still do anything for my parents or dan is for the sake of those kids as i bonded with them and yes i know i may not get the camper back for quite some time and likely not in the kind of condition i lent it out in but i've warned dan and my parents that they will be financially responsible for any damage They do to the camper as well as his upkeep for as long as they have it I also took many timestamp pictures and videos of the camper inside and out before letting it out So I can prove its condition before it left dan even recorded a video with me agreeing to my terms So that's as good as a contract with the financial drain of the divorce Dan is not going to be able to get a place of his own for years i'll bet Though he seems to have no complaints about living in the camper at least but i don't know if he actually likes it or if he's just putting up a front i guess it reminds him of the backyard forks that we had as kids since that how it felt with me sometimes either way he's living in it now i did get some major props from the extended family for letting him borrow it too i'm now referred to by a lot of them as the good brother that dan doesn't deserve Either way, I think getting rid of my sister-in-law was a great first step in mending the family as a whole. I still have little care for my brother and parents after the way they treated me all my life, but I'm not gonna let Dan's kids suffer for it. Those kids have actually really warmed up to me. They're actually happy to see me when I come over or when they visit me. I've even babysat a few times. Now that they don't have their mother's toxicity around, they become much nicer kids, especially to me. I'm actually getting to enjoy being an uncle now My mother is still doing the bulk of the parenting for my nibblings And she's been acting as nice as possible to stay on my good side My father often looks very defeated in my presence But otherwise he's been either stoically quiet or just generally nice to me But he won't talk to me much Though that's leagues better than how he was before at least I'm not letting my guard down either way My parents do seem more happy that my ex-sister-in-law is gone and they often say they don't know what they ever saw in her. My mother especially, because the two of them butted heads over who was mum in the house for a long time. Now for the last part, at the same time as the divorce, Dan sued to have his name removed from the birth certificate of the baby that wasn't his. That female dog didn't really want to change it because it meant no more child support from Dan if she did. However, there was a court-ordered paternity test for the man identified as the baby's father I was prepared to laugh in case it turned out he wasn't the father either But he was and dan's lawyer had a long talk with my ex-sister-in-law's lawyer she had no leg to stand on and dan was ready to go to bat to make her situation even worse She didn't have the finances to fight him any longer and agreed to changing the birth certificate The bronze tongued lout who'd knocked her up did man up to take financial responsibility as a parent But he ended up not staying with her He contacted dan through his lawyer to tell him he'd broken up and that he wouldn't bother him again I checked the social media of that guy after dan linked me to it And the lad was upset that now he's financially responsible for a child he never planned to have and that he's too young for this guys from what dan's lawyer was able to find out that man is just over 40. he looks younger than he is but he's by no means a young man shortly after that he put his online profile on private my ex-sister-in-law did the same with hers a long time prior so i've no more information left to give this may be the end My ex-sister-in-law is out of our hair. My parents and brother have finally made a real effort to be better people. I'm surprisingly happy as an uncle and my house is still my house. Okay, then there we go. Yeah, like I said at the end of the last part, realistically, (laughs) it's just the sister-in-law now that's the only problem. To the extent that ultimately, Dan and your parents, OP, are really, really come to terms with the fact that yeah, they acted terribly. And although we didn't get an outright apology from dan there which i think would have been so good to see we were close i feel like he really wanted to say it couldn't bring himself to but i feel like the remorse is there now i will say despite the fact that op has said that this might be the end at the end of that part uh, it isn't there are two more posts you'd be delighted to hear to come that are specifically involving op's ex-sister-in-law as i said she is the main problem now but she's still about also a lot of you might i guess be be asking or thinking why is op suddenly being nice to dan and his family but i feel like he's given the reasons very very succinctly here and they make sense surely yeah we all know how bad dan has been to him in the past but he is his little brother after all and yeah as he said he's doing it not for dan not for his parents but for dan's kids and to me that makes complete sense even on a budget Okay, then now moving on to the penultimate post Ex-sister-in-law saw my posts and is mad. She can't do anything about them No surprise my ex-sister-in-law saw my reddit posts She can't contact me about them in any way but with a lawyer Thanks to my restraining order against her and she likely can't afford to get a lawyer right now anyway Since the divorce financially drained her too So she can play to dan about it and demanded he tell me to delete my reddit account But not only has Dan read my recent posts, he no longer cares. He said they serve as a reminder of the idiot he used to be, and he's not losing sleep about it. Besides, I've still helped him out despite all that he's done to me, so he's not going to be upset about it. My parents have also made sure to try and treat Dan and I more equally when I'm around too. My father is still a man of few words around me though. Someone pointed out that changing now after so long of treating me the opposite to Dan means that he doesn't know how to connect with me anymore and i think they're right i don't mind the way he is now though my mother has also developed a habit of saying she's sorry about every little thing in my presence dan told me that she and my father have been reamed a lot by extended family and their counselor and now my mother feels like she needs to apologize for everything this is all a stark contrast to how they used to treat me also i didn't talk before about what my ex-sister-in-law's opinion was on dan borrowing my camper so his son could have his and her old bedroom well like a stereotypical bully she looked down on him and mocked him about it because now he's living like a bum as she put it but dan took all of that in his stride and asked if she was done yet because he knew this was exactly how she'd react and he just plain doesn't care anymore she's borderline dead to him and her insults fell on deaf ears then he pointed out to her that he was living out of the camper because he was putting his kids ahead of himself so his son could have his own room something his ex never did, despite being their mother. She just weaponized her children and pregnancy to keep from working and to emotionally blackmail everyone. Then he asked her to remind him how that was working out for her. Mind you, this was early on in their divorce. I'm sure you can all guess her reaction. Dan said his ex did have quite the tantrum about my recent posts, but no one has bothered to contact me on her behalf to take them down. So she just has to live with the well-deserved shame. She's been trying to act nicer to Dan lately. Guess the grass isn't so green living with her parents. Dan tolerates her as the mother of his children whenever they meet, but nothing more. He will never take her back. He's told me that he can never look at her like he used to, and the very thought of her turns him off emotionally. So she pretty much has no chance of reconciliation. I have no new info on her affair partner. His social media is still locked down, same with hers and it's likely to remain that way as long as i have a chance of reading them now you might be thinking that that is probably the end of the story but no two months ago we got this my truck got egged on halloween this happened in the middle of the night or the very early morning on the 1st of november i suspect it was my ex-sister-in-law But the person my cameras recorded was wearing layers of heavy sweats and had their face wrapped up along with big glasses covering the eyes. You couldn't really tell if they were a man or a woman. They came on foot too, so no identifying car. They did look about my ex-sister-in-law's height though, but that's not much in the way of evidence on its own. If it was my ex-sister-in-law, she knew about my cameras. So covering her face and body for petty, eggy revenge was probably the smartest thing she's done in years. Way to finally put her college degree to use by egging a beat up old pick-em-up truck the egg showed at around 3 a.m i was deep asleep and didn't hear anything whoever it was that appeared that night quickly threw a dozen eggs or so all over my truck they didn't attempt to do any more damage at least and were gone in a flash as soon as the last egg was thrown i didn't see the mess until i was leaving for work in the morning I ran my truck through a local car wash during my lunch break and that took most of the egg off. I had to scrub it a bit more later after work. Egg really isn't good for the paint, but the truck's from the 90s and doesn't exactly look mint anyway. I did take photos and I filed a police report with the CCTV footage as evidence, but so far nothing has come of it. There was no real damage other than my minor irritation and $15 at a car wash if my ex-sister-in-law did do this then she was smart enough to only throw eggs and not key my paints or slash my tires so my insurance wouldn't be involved i don't think much will come of the police report as the cops seem to dismiss it as a probable prank by a teenager i get they were probably overworked but at least the report will keep a paper trail in case of future incidents i've waited till now to post about this because i wondered if anything else would happen but no just right back to peace and quiet I'd appreciate any good advice on the matter though, just in case something like this happens again. And also one final update from OP here. I asked around with some people on the street about cameras possibly seeing the person who egged my car. Responses ranged from, we don't have them, to it was Halloween and people pull stupid pranks, let it go. The few people who were helpful told me that I waited way too long to ask and the footage auto-deleted. So basically, the egger got away. But if it was my ex-sister-in-law, I'm guessing she had to walk around a half mile in those sweats just to not get her car spotted on camera. It wouldn't surprise me if she questioned if it was even worth the efforts. Oh well, I guess I'll just wait and see if the Egger comes back next year. I did hand out printed pictures of the Egger though, and even stapled a few up on posts. So now people in my neighborhood are aware at least. The tenants renting out two rooms in my house have stayed out of it, and I really don't blame them it's not their problem okay so there we go as of the 15th of january 2024 that is all we have for now sad i know but it's been an absolute marathon six parts there all decently long jeez i mean that's a lot of content but uh yeah fair play to op for for going through all of this in such a, an amazing way really i mean i think i would have lost my head a lot earlier so fair play and you come at the other side I mean, look at you now absolutely thriving amazing story probably the best that we've ever seen from entitled parents it's up there isn't it you remember mad margaret insane granny it's up there with stories like that i think in terms of you know sort of a series rather than one individual story thoroughly enjoyed it and i saw a lot of you actually saying in the comments please when this is done make this into one long compilation video or episode that we can go back and listen to in the future so i'm definitely going to do that at some point in the near future stay tuned for that but yeah for now that's it tell me your thoughts down below comment did you love it what do you think of these final parts who was the worst character in every single part i don't even know where to begin on that one well i'd probably give it to op's ex-sister-in-law to be fair but i feel like the others weren't that good either and let's not forget about how dan and your parents acted for so many years before dan's ex-wife was even part of the story right like, this, this happened throughout your entire life. You were bullied pretty much by your parents and Dan throughout your entire life, or badly treated anyway. Your ex-sister-in-law has just been for a few years at the end. Well, I don't know. Let me know in the comments down below, guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to that wonderful story. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science?